Let me, at this time, welcome to Hudson Valley Focus Live for the first time, Patrick K. O'Donnell, one of the world's preeminent military historian. Good morning, Mr. O'Donnell. Good morning. I'm glad you were able to join me. And, of course, when we set this up uh, a very few days ago, you have a new book out, Washington's Immortals, the Untold Story of an Elite Regiment Who Changed the Course of, course of the Revolution. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, you know, we set this up. Of course, we've had this tragedy in, in, in Brussels. Any comments, thoughts that you have as someone who's a uh, military veteran, military historian? Well, actually, I was at, uh, I was ambushed by by Chechens in Fallujah, the Battle of Fallujah, and I carried a mortally wounded Marine that had half his face blown off by a RPK machine gun. That that Chechen was was aiming at all of us and nearly killed me. Um, you know, it's it's, it's a tragedy, and I'll, I'll probably just leave it at that. And I. You know, I mean, uh, a large aspect of this is intelligence, yes. and, and you need proper intelligence and in, 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 in dealing with with these groups. And I'll, I'll, I'll sort of leave it at that. I'll, I'll only add to that. Um, I think there are too many people in our government who have been, maybe they grew up in the electronic era, and the the G whiz electronic intel. Uh, you know, I yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I wrote a book. I've written four books on the OSS, the wartime yes. precursor yes. to the CIA. And their specialty was human intelligence. Yes. It wasn't the over. There wasn't they. There wasn't an over reliance on um, on electronic or signals intelligence signet with that group, and, and we certainly need to continue that. It's, you know, I mean, it's, it's all about human relationships and, and gleaning, gleaning intelligence from that is, is extremely important. Yes, yes, it is, and and, uh, and that's that's my point. Is that I, I and I do think we've had too many people now who grew up in the in the G whiz world of electronics, and they they don't know what it means uh, to really develop those relationships, and uh, sometimes uh, seemingly. Um, you know, meaningless conversations can have very deep connections to something. One other quick question, and I want to come back to uh, your books and, and all that you have authored. There's a series on AMC called Turn Washington's Spies, and I think it's, it, it I think it comes back out April 25th with the new season. Are you familiar with that, that series? And, uh, uh, you know, I don't know whether how historically accurate it is or if it's, you know, just you know, pure fiction, but it's a, it's been a great series. Interesting. I, I, uh, you know, I've seen it once or twice and mm -hmm. I liked it. Yes. And, and I, you know, I mean, there's stuff that's not right about it, but you know, overall, you know, they built composite characters and stuff yes. like that, but overall, who cares? You know, right. it, it brings people back to the revolution. And I think that that's the important thing. And I, you know, it's like, you know, the who cares question applies to my book too. It's like, number one, the Washington's Immortals, these were American Spartans that saved the United States yes. by their heroic stand at Brooklyn. But also, it's like, you know, we're, we're, looking, we're looking around at a world that's changing before our eyes. You know, the institutions that we grew up with, they're not performing, etc. It's, it's a changing world. And in that, that, that changing world, people are looking around and, and saying, well, how do we get here? And, yes. you know, they're looking back at the American Revolution. That's why it's so important. It's about our founding. It's about this nation's founding. It's about extraordinary men and women. 
from that greatest generation, from the greatest generation, in my opinion, the greatest generation, the, the Revolutionary War generation that founded this country. And that's why it's so important. And, and, and to that point, I'm glad you said that, because to that point, I, I have read on the console in front of me my, my pocket guide to the, the, the Constitution of the United States, our Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, our Bill of Rights. And, and, and this is the unique idea that is America. And uh, going back idea, to this, it, America is an idea. Yes. And it, it's an idea that changed the world. Yes. And that's why it's so precious. And and and, and we have generations today, uh, Patrick O'Donnell, who don't seem to understand that they talk about well, America's wealth, and you know we took it from other people. No, no, no. This is an idea that all men are created equal, and and our rights are given to us under nature, under God, however you want to express it. And we're losing sight of that. We're losing sight of our nation's navigation chart. We are certainly losing sight of that. And and the thing is. The men and women in Washington's immortals believed beyond, they were ardent. I mean, the main character in my book named his son States Rights and Independence. <laughs> I mean, these guys believed against all odds what they were doing. And it's Washington's immortals is a story about the Maryland and Delaware line, or Delaware regiments that, that fought during the entire American Revolution in both the North and the South. These are men that marched 4,600 miles in a two, just in a two-and-a-half-year period against the greatest army in the world right. without shoes, for the most part, or without tents, in the elements, and they believed in the cause. Yes. That, you know, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, and it's this core group that hold it all together because there's a hell of a lot of Americans during that time period that didn't believe in the yes. cause. In fact, they were traitors. They yes. were they were American loyalists to the crown, and and they they switched sides multiple times in some cases, or just outright betrayed what these men were doing. And it, it happened many times. So it's like you know this is this is a story about our founding, and it was not an easy one, and it was a one, it was not a preordained win. I mean, this is an eight long but eight year bloody war that was dirty that. Um, people would say, oh, it can't be solved by military force, you know, all that stuff. And it's like, no, it was it, it was an amazing struggle, and it's a miracle that yes. we won the war. And, and, and Patrick and I, when I listen to what you're saying, and I just think about here we are, you know, 200-plus years later, and, and the parallels to some of the people who, who today don't believe, they don't believe, as we said, in this idea of what America is, uh, those within our own government who betray their oath of office to we the people, uh, something that, uh, and, and then they politicize it and they play one group against another. Uh, so many parallels to what, what happened back during the American Revolution. There's a tre- there's tremendous parallels between uh, this time period and, and what's in what is going on today. And, you know, we're not Sweden, we're not Denmark, we're no. the United States of America. Yes. And we're pretty exceptional. Yes. <laughs> And in that, we've got here because of that exceptionalism. And th- that's what's conveyed in Washington's Immortals, new book I wrote. It's number one bestseller on Amazon. It's, it, you know, it's like people want to look back and understand where we came from. And it's about, you know, real American heroes that nobody knows about. It's this, the Washington's Immortals is, is about the, you know, the, the, the sergeant and the private. For the most part, it's it's the first time it's ever been done. It's the first Panda Brothers history 
of the American Revolution. In the, in the, in the words, a lot of times, uh, of the men that did the sharpest fighting in those ranks, and that's been the history that's been missing. I mean, most people, their understanding of the American Revolution comes from grade school, and it's, you know, typically, um, you know, a bunch of old guys and all in oil paintings, and it has no, you know, there's, you people don't connect with the actual stories of those that were there. And this book, it, it's, it's, it took me six years to write it. It's, it, yeah, it's and there's a lot of history in the area that you know the the area that you're in. Um, oh yes, constantly. I mean, one of my favorite battles is the Battle of Stony Point. I mean, most people mm-hmm. have never heard of it. <laughs> and um, you know, Stony Point is uh, roughly 15 to 20 miles south of of, of uh, West Point, yes. and it was a key point in the in the in the American Revolution where the British occupied the point and took some blockhouses, and then they fortified it. It was all a trap. They were hoping to bait Washington and his entire army to attack it, and then basically land behind him with naval forces and surround the army, and Washington didn't take the, the bait at all. In fact, they came up with a novel solution. They created something called light infantry, and they took men like the Marylanders, mm-hmm. who were became volunteers, and they were sort of a very early precursor to special operations forces. These guys were volunteers, and they were light infantry in the sense that they didn't have heavy baggage like cannons and things like that. They could move nimbly and quickly. They had athletic ability, and they raided that uh, stony point on July 15, 1779, and it's an epic story. The men in the book... Um, the main character, a guy named Jack Stewart, his motto in life was "You only live once," and he was just kind of like six foot one, uh, strapping uh, shipbuilder. His father was a shipbuilder from Annapolis, and he picked what was known as the Forlorn Hope. And Forlorn Hope, in today's terms, would be labeled a suicide squad because these men were were armed. They were the front, the front ranks were only armed with axes. They had to cut through an atavis or a a bunch of sharpened logs and sticks, which are kind of barbed wire for the 18th century. And these men were the assault force. They had to chop through the Oedipus, and they were um, they were armed with, with axes and unloaded muskets because they didn't want anybody to accidentally discharge and, and, you know, awaken the entire garrison of Stony Point, British garrison. And these men were also, uh, the officers were, were, were armed with sharpened uh, spontoons or spears, and they were ordered to any if there were any um, enlisted men that broke ranks or an officers too, or ran uh, and or made noise that they were to be run through by the spontoon, and, and that actually happened. I mean, so Patrick, he's just how hardcore it was. They would actually execute somebody if you didn't follow orders. Patrick, we're up they against broke through we're up, that night, and they took the fort. Yep, Amazing we're, story. We're up against the clock here, sadly, and uh, what I'd like you to do is is let me have a, Diane put you on hold here for a minute. We've got to get a quick break in here, and we might have a couple of minutes left after the... Uh, sure, I'll, uh, I'll be happy to hang okay, on. great. I'm enjoying it. Back in a minute on 1450-1370 WKIP. 7.54 already on Hudson Valley Focus Live. Patrick K. O'Donnell was kind enough to stay on hold through the break. And uh, Patrick K. O'Donnell, combat historian, military veteran. And uh, Patrick is going to return with us on Friday morning. So much more to talk about. And, uh, of course, I learned, I little, had a little side conversation with Patrick off air and learned that we shared a little time uh, at different times in a nice place called Fort Polk, Louisiana, Patrick. <sighs> 
Yeah, it's it's a very long uh, <laughs> story, and we probably should save it for another episode. We, we certainly will. We only have about a minute left, uh, but I wanted to you know wrap this up yeah. and set the stage for other conversations. And I, we we have to tell these stories. And, and what we're going to do is link on my blog here. We're going to link to your patrickkodonald.com uh, uh, website so that people can look at the other books and all that you have written. These are stories, as I said, we Thank have you. to tell these. We have to tell these. Much of this is being dropped uh, from our public education system in, in, in terms of people today knowing whose shoulders we stand on to get us to where we are. Absolutely. I mean, that's what um, Washington's Immortals is all about. Yes. It's about, uh, you know, the men and women that, that founded this country, and there's the, the, that the book spans eight years of war. It begins in 1774, where men of honor, family, and fortune, the richest men in Baltimore, form the Baltimore Independent Cadets, which becomes the, the nucleus of what's known as the Maryland Line. These are the Maryland regiments that fight. They're uh, Washington shock troops. They're the elite unit that, that fights through all of the major battles of the American Revolution. And they, they're typically the, the difference between uh, victory and defeat. And, you know, as it initially starts as, as some of the richest guys in Baltimore, it's not. It's a, it's a, it's a mixed uh, class and race unit as the war goes on. And many of the, many of the men in the, I mean, the seven to nine percent are Afri- African, free African American. Patrick, we gotta, we gotta leave it right there. We're up against the clock on the hard break, and I'll look forward to picking us up on Friday morning. Patrick K. O'Donnell, thanks for being on Hudson Valley Focus Live. Listeners, back thanks in a minute. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Back in a minute on WKIP.